Hey, welcome to another episode of Off Air with Carmen. This week, I'm talking to my co-worker and friend, probably more friend, Jules. You hear Jules every weekday morning. She reads the news for us. And in this episode, you're going to hear the conversation where Jules tells us about a lifelong struggle she's had literally her entire life. And it's going to be all the more incredible when you hear what the struggle is that she actually does our news on the morning show. But first, we're going to start things off with a hilarious story. And I'm telling you what, by the time Jules gets done describing this thing that you're about to hear, we're all going to be ordering one. You're going to love this episode. Here's my conversation with Jules. Jules, hi. This is really cool for me. One of the reasons is because I can remember... Um, goodness, I don't know how long it's been now, probably a couple of years ago. Yeah. When our Georgia station was purchasing the Athens station and I can remember them sending me our management team in Georgia, sending me a link to the Georgia or the Athens station and your picture popped up in your podcast. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, didn't and so know. I just remember seeing your picture mm. in your podcast and I mean, goodness, how long ago has that been? Two years ago? I think so. Two, and that just three. fell out of my, I mean, it, all of it, because I grew up listening to the Joy FM Yeah, uh, in South Georgia. And so all of it just kind of, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. I was excited. Yeah. So we've worked together for, I guess, over two two years now, three, yeah, maybe we're three. Like instant friends. We were really we were instant friends. So I want to bring everyone in for those who may not know who you are, but they hear you on, on the morning show with us. Jules is part of our news team. Mm-hmm. And the, it's really significant that you're part of our news team. And we're going to get to that um, because that's why we're here today is because I want you to share that part of your story that you've not shared publicly before. I know that you've shared it at a women's event. Right. Because you had texted me and said, pray for me. I'm about to tell this part of my story, but you've never shared it publicly. Um, so we're going to get to all of that. But before we dive into your story, I just want folks to get to know you a little bit more. You're married to David. You have three girls. Just tell tell everyone about your family. Okay, so three girls, soon to be sixth grader or sixth grader, uh, fourth and second grader, Susie, Sally, and Ellie. And my husband and I married 15 years. Yeah. And um, yeah, so we we live in a town called Athens, University of Georgia. You might have heard of that little school. Go dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got. I'm, I'm obnoxious. I apologize. That's okay. Uh, yeah, so we um, we live there. My parents and my sister live close by to us in Athens, mm-hmm. and so it's a fun little college town. Um, you met David at church. We did in Atlanta. There was a church plant in Midtown. Mm-hmm. Um, he literally, our last name is Smoke S M O A K. <laughs> I went up to him, and I've tell all my single girls out there. This is a little tip for you: be the church <laughs> greeter. Okay. <laughs> Because the first time men, they come in the door, you can call dibs on them. You know what I mean? So I was a church greeter of our church. David, first Sunday in Atlanta, he came to church. I went up to him and I said, um, hi, you know, my name is Jules. And he said, um, my name is David Smoke. And I was uh-huh. like, that's a really cool last name. And he said, literally, do you want to have it? That he, was our first conversation. And it made me laugh. That, yes, that, yes. You right away. Yes. So he was flirting with you. I mean, come on now. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Mm-hmm. So how many um, times do you get the smoking hot, like the smoking hot? Yeah, that there's that. Um, or our favorite slogan in the family uh-huh. is um, where there's smoke, there's fun. Okay. 
That's my preferred. That's my preferred that. one. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he had me laughing at day one and it just didn't stop. Like that was, mm. the, it took me off guard. Now he claims I was the only woman he ever used that line on. And we're going to go with that. Okay. Yeah. So, just choose to believe it. I'm choosing. Yeah. No, I think so it was. So I love David because he is an Alabama fan. <laughs> Roll tie. <laughs> okay. You got to, I'll let you have it. I did go dogs. It's your turn. So he lives in Athens though. David <laughs> lives in the smack dab middle of Athens. And I can remember being in Athens with you one time. And when Georgia, I probably shouldn't do this for our Athens people listening or our Georgia dogs, you know, the Bulldogs fans listening. Um, but when Alabama beat Georgia, in the national championship. Oh, I remember. oh yeah. So what did you tell David? You were like telling him he had to temper. Dial it, it down. He was going <laughs> to take the kids to school with the like the the, uh, the flags on the car and yeah. like in his uh, Alabama shirt. And I was like, we're going to get keyed. Yeah. So with face mask, you know, this obnoxious Alabama yeah. guy living in Athens gets yeah. Alabama face mask. Yes. And so he had ordered it months ago. Oh, you're talking about like the face mask. Face like coverings right now, currently with, for with the Alabama gotcha. logo okay, on it. it. Got Conscious. Yeah. Um, and so he uh, so he gets it. And of course, you know, first thing you need to do is wash it. Well, my girls accidentally put it in the dryer. Mm-hmm. So now it's like fits like a child. <laughs> and he was like, I waited months for this. And I was like, I feel like that was a good thing. Oh like God was goodness. watching after you. That's hilarious. OK, David is husband of the year. And here's why. So just to kind of tell everybody a little bit of the background DNA of the Joy FM. We've got Joy FM Alabama, the Joy FM Georgia, the Joy FM Florida. Um, most of the programming originates from our Florida studios. And so when we have our friend raiser and share our staffs in Georgia and Alabama will come to Florida to, to do share So with everything that happened this year, Corona COVID, we, um, delayed friend raiser from March until we, and we actually ended up having it in June. So Jules comes walking in. The Monday before fundraiser. And I mean, she is Bahama Mama. Like she, (laughs) and you look Bahama Mama right now, which I know the story, but I'm about to make you tell it. So she comes walking in Bahama Mama. I am thinking, okay, so it's been Corona all year. So I'm like, there's, she did not go to the, you know, the Bahamas or, you know, Jamaica. There's no way there's no travel. So it's like, is this from, and I don't think that the neighborhood pool is open because of Corona. Because again, this is back in June. And I'm like, girlfriend, you're tan. Like, what in the world? You mm. look so good. You've got the best tan. And so we're, I think we're standing in line to get our Chipotle and you spill it. So tell. I crack. Yeah. I crack. Because yeah. I thought you were onto my game. And I, I was like, well, I got to confess it now. Yes. I'm just thinking you got a great tan. And <laughs> like during Corona, you've just been laying out in the backyard. Tell everyone okay. what David does for you. He spray tans me. With like a tent and everything. <laughs> Say that again. Like he, I don't. People, he. We have a professional. Like something he got off Amazon. Uh, spray tanner. <laughs> it's kind of like a paint can. And he says it's like a rotisserie chicken. That's what he refers to me as. Because you just like rotate around. And I got this like big old tent that we set up in the basement. Um, but let me let me kind of rewind a little bit. Okay. So Mother's Day, he was like, like every husband, you know, they start fishing. Like, what yeah. do you want, honey, for mother? And I said, this is all I want. Uh-huh. I want a spray tan. But I want you to be YouTube certified, you know, watching some videos. So when you said I want a spray tan, you went straight to get buying the kit. You weren't talking about like going somewhere to get spray well, tan. I have done that okay, in the past. Too. I have too. But it's expensive like once it starts adding up and then you have to go like every two weeks I don't have time for that and I thought 
my husband is very talented. Like, I don't understand why he can't watch a couple of videos and uh, and spray tan me. And so David at first was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I was like, this is my Mother's Day. This is what I want. And so um, we've had some hit or miss. <laughs> We've had, there have been times I've had to watch, like, yeah. even, like, how I put my arms up because, yeah. like, we had lines. Yeah. And there are going to be some times, if you choose to do this, you have to strategically wear appropriate clothes to cover up some stuff. I think maybe, like, uh-huh. Dr. Burke, Deborah Burke, like, those, um, uh, what <laughs> scarves? It, scarves. Yeah. Maybe she's spray tanning. Okay. I'm just saying, because you got to get creative while you're learning. It's a learning process. <laughs> oh, so you're saying you have when to cover up the mishaps. You, there's going to be mistakes Great. at okay, the beginning. Got it. Got okay, got okay. Got and then it. you got to work through it. So you just, you, did you go research like David DIY? So you just said, I want you to learn to spray tan me at home. That's uh, what you asked I for. want to be able to go down into the basement. So there's been this one time, Carmen, that you he, uh, cracked me. <laughs> I love you. This is why we were instant friends. <laughs> there's this one time, because this is the joke now. Like, it's just hysterical. <laughs> and so he put on like spa music uh-huh. you know he does that for me and oh makes me feel like gosh. a spa and he has like I get a shower curtain like shower cap not uh-huh. curtain cap a on cap, my head yeah. I get these little pasty things for my feet um, and he the this is what concerns me every single time is because he has like a uh, like a like a cheat sheet kind of thing to like tell me what moves I need to go in because it's you got to do all this. Walk like an Egyptian. I know it's yeah. like a checklist. And yeah. So my husband says David says like what well, every pilot that's good goes through a checklist mm-hmm. and I'm just a pilot. This is unbelievable. It's like unbelievable. David can but, teach a class, girl. But look at me. I know I mean, you look good. He's spot on. Um, the other trick is is that you need to know the levels um, of tanning. So in the winter, you can't go bold with like a level two because okay. it's going to look fake. Right. So you got to go one. You got know, it. it's like I've been out in the sun picking uh-huh. up the children, maybe at the softball field, but not like laying out in the sun. Gotcha. And then in the summertime, okay. the other thing to see because uh-huh. I think Pete could do this. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing for tests. <laughs> I think we could do this is that you need to give him a coloring sheet. And if he can color in the lines, then he too can be a spray tanner. Okay. I love it. I'm telling you, I will have one. of. I may ask for this for Christmas. It's good. So can you get us all the information on it and we can put it in the show notes? I will get my husband to get you the information and we will put it in the. So you can just imagine me standing in line telling Jules she looks great. She's got a great tan. And as I'm dipping my, you know, cilantro rice, she's going, oh, David spray tanning. I'm like, what? Oh my goodness. Well, we do have some other rules is yeah. that um, when he's spray tanning my face, there's uh-huh. no laughing. Like, no jokes. That is okay. real. Like, there's okay. no amount of, like, base yes. or powder that can cover that up. So. I'm just so impressed. And I've got a great husband. Like, Pete is... Pete can do it. He's Mr. He's Mr. He serves me so well. I mean, Rotisserie chicken, Pete. Yes. Just okay. think of that. Just rotating around. Okay. You just spray. Hilarious. Okay. <laughs> Man, I don't know how Thanks I'm going to... Thanks for letting me complain on this. <laughs> oh, uh, so now we'd be more like, Jules, where'd yeah, you come back from? Seriously. My basement. Oh my goodness. (laughs) This is the best story ever, truly. Okay, it's going to be hard to transition, but we're going to transition. Okay. So when I met you a couple of years ago, you'd come down and you had filled in and done middays. And I can just remember um, driving back over the Skyway. We were headed back. We were going to go dinner to dinner at California Pizza Kitchen at Mm. at the mall there before I took you to the airport. And I didn't know it at the time. I mean, we had known each other just a short time then. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when you started sharing your story with me. Mm-hmm. And you told me about, you know, what your your cross is. I mean, we all have that thing in our life that we, we carry and we struggle with. And you shared um, that day with me what yours is. And I can even remember saying to you in the car that day, I don't know if you remember, but I was like, Jules, this story needs to be told. Mm -hmm. Um, So tell everyone what that is. Yeah. um, 
So when I was in kindergarten, uh, I think my parents just realized like she's bright. It's just not communicating in the classroom or on tests or on the paper. Uh, so, you know, I was, so I'm 41, so it was 80s and 90s. And my parents um, just kept on and on and on and made sure um, I get tested and, and figure out what the problem was. So um, so it was dyslexia mm-hmm. is what I have. Uh, it's something, <clears throat> if you have it, you always have it. And mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with reading so much. Is like your whole world is flipped. Mm. Um, and so that is the limp that I walk with that nobody can see. Yeah. And so, um, and I think you are one of the first, because I usually, I would say not even my closest of friends probably don't know Mm -hmm. as much Mm -hmm. um, because I'm always embarrassed. And um, and I know I shouldn't be. Like, I know all the teachers just heard that. And they're like, you shouldn't be. That's your superpower. I get it. Yeah. Uh, But transferring the knowledge to my heart is to me... um, I work really, really hard so you don't know it. Yeah. And you have, most people have no idea um, the amount of work I go to Mm -hmm. so that people don't see that about me. Yeah. And I, I, you know, and I guess that's, and I want to go back and I want to start from the beginning when you first realized that you had, you know, what your limp was. But I can remember, you know, we were talking about Friend Raiser just a couple of minutes ago and knowing that you struggle with dyslexia and just, you know, walking the last couple of years with you, there's just been a, a couple of moments that have just been, have marked me and been significant with me just seeing how God is using the story in your life. Um, but I can remember coming over uh, the same Skyway. It's so funny because it's in both places where during Friendraiser, I think you were reading scripture from Ephesians. And mm-hmm. I just got so emotional listening to you read scripture on air because it's like if people only knew yeah. what a struggle this is yeah. for her right now. And with the Joy FM, you're talking to a, a million. We have over I'm a reading. million. You're reading. I wouldn't even read in a Bible study. Yeah. Or if, you know, you go around the room and you know the scripture's coming, I would count ahead how many people were in front of me. So then I could reread it real quick without anybody seeing it. But so that nobody could catch that I was limping. Yes. Because um, I think it, for me, it's such an area of pride. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's being humble and saying like, there is this. Yeah. Um, so how old were, let's go back. So how, so your parents noticed kindergarten. So when did you notice something wasn't, do you have, do you have like a first memory of when you yeah, felt I like mean, kindergarten, my parents would get me, you know, and, and forgive me if my um, terminology isn't up to date, but mm-hmm. in the nineties and eighties, you would call it learning disability classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they would do special ed LD classes and pull me out. Mm-hmm. And I went to a small um, private school in Southwest Georgia. Okay. Uh, I had Miss Campbell was her name, um, and she was leaving the school district. She was going to go to another town, and so she said, "There is a man. Um, her, his name is Mister Noom. He goes to the public school. Mm-hmm. He's doing new, innovative things. Because mm-hmm. even back then, in dyslexia, um, hyperactivity, um, ADD, all the things that I have, um, speech impediment. In fact, actually, did speech classes forever." Um, it just wasn't the norm. And so this man in South Georgia, which mm-hmm. maybe isn't known for cutting edge educational ideas, mm-hmm. was happening. Mm. And so my parents pulled me out of private school. Uh, and I think that was probably when I, I knew. Yeah. At the same time, I was in Girl Scouts. And even that little program after school was too much because of all the tutoring. Yeah. But for a long time, I thought everybody went to school, had tutoring uh, after school and then had tutoring in the summer. Okay. I thought that was the norm yeah. and had speech classes. The only other person that has talked so, um, who's been very outspoken about dyslexia is Mark Hall. 
uh, Mark Hall, lead yeah. singer of Casting Crowns. And so I just I think about him talking about sitting at a piano and just trying to write music. And here he's you know, he's he's got this this dyslexia that he's struggling with. And he's talked about what that translates as far as like his day to day. How does that translate to your day to day? Like, for example, you know, you've talked about David, like if there's an email every single almost. Yeah. So talk about now, that. I might not for you because you know me, but I am so afraid with any kind of email, any kind of written thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't just send it. A lot of times I'll save it for the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So you might get a flood of emails from me at like 501 or 505 when my husband gets off of work. That's because he has proofread it and mm-hmm. he has sent it out. Uh, the other thing is, is that my friends don't know this. In fact, it's the joke mm-hmm. uh, that I don't cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, that my husband cooks because following cooking directions is very hard mm-hmm. uh, to understand. And, and I can do it. It just takes a lot of brain power. Um, and I'll easily flip it. So I'll do direction one mm-hmm. um, after direction three. And so therefore the eggs are raw and everyone has <laughs> salmonella. No, that's a different story. Um, no, but seriously, uh, that there will be little things I last year went to school and I flipped the times. Like I know... All day long, the school uh, pickup is at 220. Gotcha. For whatever reason, that day I switched and I thought it was 120. Um, now, I've been doing this for yes, years and years yeah. and years, but it'll flip on me. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's that's another thing. So like those things, it's just, yeah. you just live with it. And it's just, it's it's daily, there's stuff every single day that you're just navigating. Right. And I'm modifying myself, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. reading the room, making sure I'm not getting too hyper for people. Yeah. That's another thing that I think I've learned is mm-hmm. that, okay, I think I'm coming off too strong. Does hyperactivity and and dyslexia, does that go together? It can. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. But Anxiety does, too. Okay. Got it. It got can. It. But I think it is a close cousin. Yeah. So if you have one. So the Lord has definitely played a significant part in your story. Um, and I know that even talk about, talk about University of Georgia and being in the program that you were there. Yeah. Well, and if I, if I can go back just a smidge, yeah, do it. um, in high school, mm-hmm. I, my SAT scores were so bad. Mm. My grades were nominal. And so I wanted to go to North Georgia college and state university as a school in uh, Dahlonega, mm-hmm. Georgia. And I really felt like God was pulling that on me. Like I felt like God was saying, this is where I'm going to have you. I applied thinking that God was going to move a mountain because I heard him. Mm. And the answer came back as no. Mm. My high school guidance counselor called on my behalf to that university to their uh, registrar office and said, mm. would you give her a chance? And said, mm. she will never be your A plus student, but she'll work her hardest for you. Mm. So I, that's like when I look back on the hand of God in my life, I can see where people were my advocate yeah. when I didn't ask for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see where God would show up so that I could see um, that, that what if the God of the universe is my creator? Mm-hmm. And what if he has a plan for me? But it was like every single step along the way. So University of Georgia, you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. I got in, but I didn't get to into the college of Grady Journalism Communication. So... Um, I applied and they said no. And along the way, I had been working in television and in radio, knowing that my grades would not be that great. But if my resume could outshine other people, then maybe I could get like my foot in the door. Yeah. And so when they told me no, because they only have like a class every year of 30, Mm -hmm. then all of my coworkers, uh, the news director at the TV station I was working at, you know, the owner of the radio station, all of them sent on this gigantic campaign, sent emails. Uh, and letters and called them and said, would you give her a chance? 
And so that one year at University of Georgia, they accepted 31. That mm. I was that extra person. You're the one. Because, yeah, because they looked at my SAT and yeah. all the scores. And I looked at all the areas where I don't score high in. And so they said no, but because of people being my advocate. Yeah. And I can see that that rhythm throughout yeah. my life. Yeah. Where, uh, where, like, for instance, I'm not good with writing. I, I'm not good with grammar or spelling. But then God gave me David. Yeah. And God's given my mom. My mom does a lot of proofreading as yeah. well for yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, she she has helped me a lot. And David does, too, with my time management to make sure uh-huh. I didn't mess something up. Yeah. Or he'll read things to me. Like, sometimes if you read me the email, mm-hmm. I can get it better. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'll, I'll save some emails. Be like, would you read this? What are they trying to tell me? Mm-hmm. And then he'll tell me. And I'm like, okay, now I got what you're trying to tell me. I mean, girlfriend, what you lacked and maybe the scores and the testing you you made up for and hustle Mm -hmm. you made up for I mean you just you went after it Mm -hmm. you totally went after it and to and I love how you say it's the limp that I walk with you know that a lot of people can't see that is so encouraging Mm -hmm. um I can remember I don't know a year or so ago when you you texted me or called me and you said hey would you pray for me and two things that happened number one you're about to speak at a women's conference and then number two Two, you'd found out, I think at the time it was just, you just knew about one of your daughters, not the second daughter. And I just remember you saying on, on the phone, it's, it's, I got, it's time for me to embrace this and not let this shame sit on me because now I've got to steward my daughters. I've got to steward my daughters through the same journey. And you know how God does that. God yeah. brings your children to make yeah. you see things and go somewhere in your heart that you would not go to normally. That's right. Because I always, um, I was always afraid that people would realize the emperor had no clothes. Mm. You know, that like, okay, she has great personality. I like her as a friend. But when it really comes down to work, she's not that good. You know what I mean? I always felt like I could razzle and dazzle or make you laugh enough that you forget that like, oh, she's not that good. But, uh, you know, you know, we'll keep her around. But um, but trying to really root that out. God has used my girls Mm. because how in the world can I say God has created you for a reason and a purpose if I don't believe that about myself? Mm. And how can I say, God, you are beautifully made if I think God loves me despite this? Yeah. No, no. God loves all of this. And God created all of me for his glory, you know? And, Mm -hmm. And I know that like things are hard and things are difficult. And especially, you know, if you're listening and you're struggling with this, God has a plan and a purpose. Yeah. Um, it's just sometimes it's really hard. Yeah. And and in fact, so so you've touched on, you know, doing the news. Uh-huh. When you asked me to do the news, if I could describe the lump in my throat that I had. Yeah. Because I knew like God was opening this door and, and the question was, can I trust him that I can walk through it and he'll yeah. be there? Yeah. You know, will he, will he, will I, can I read for a million people? Um, read the news. Yeah. You know, and it is not like I have turn the page and this is behind me. This is a daily struggle Yeah, where there are some mornings I get up and for whatever reason, I cannot, it flips, everything's flipping on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then those are the times when I say, God, where I am weak, you have to be strong because mm-hmm. I've got to, the time's clicking, you know? Yes, like, yes, yes. News is needed yeah. to be there, you know? Carmen's <laughs> yes. going to be sweating it out. Like, where is, <laughs> where's the news? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, I really, I'm starting to visualize. In fact, I was just in the studio recording doing some stuff and uh-huh. it just wasn't coming out. Mm-hmm. And I thought, who am I going to let sit beside me right now? Am I going to let the Holy Spirit take mm-hmm. over and use me for whatever way he wants to use me? Or am I going to let Satan define who I am? That's right. But it's a choice, you it know, is. every single time. Yeah. So there was one time I was reading the news. Mm-hmm. The Secretary of State, right, is Mike Pompeo. Yeah. Whatever reason, I just had a morning and I announced it as Mike Pompeo. 
Well, it was a very sweet email saying, hey, Jules, not from you, somebody else. Anyway, yeah. saying like, Jules, if you say use the story again, make sure it's Mike Pompeo. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody makes mistakes, right? But I can't allow myself to make mistakes mm-hmm. because if I make a mistake, then you're going to think I'm dumb. Mm. And if you think I'm dumb, mm-hmm. then you're going to realize I've been faking it. Mm. And uh, so I was so upset after that morning. Mm. And this is just one little word. And who doesn't? I mean, turn on the national news. You'll see reporters do it yeah. all the time. But for me, I can't let that happen um, because then it's it's revealing my truth. My truth. And mm-hmm. so, um, and that's uh, it, up until now, it's hide it at all cost. Mm. Um, and so I was, went on a walk in my neighborhood and I thought, you know, how, how I'm going to craft my um, resignation oh to my Carmen. Gosh. Um, I, this, uh, I've not heard this. I know. I know. None of this. In my head, I had this huge speech where I would say, you know, obviously, thanks for the opportunity because that's how you need to start every letter. Yeah. Um, and then I would probably make you cry and make you laugh. And at the end of the day, be like, oh, well, Jules, you tried it your best. Um, so I had this all mm. crafted in my head about mm. how I am um, just not smart enough. I, I yeah, faked it long enough. And now the end's here. You know, uh, so we have a coworker behind the scenes, Nancy Brooks in Alabama, mm. wrote me a text no idea I was going through this. No idea I had was like crafting my resignation to you hmm. um, and said, hey, you know what? I realized when um, Satan attacks me in my career, that's my opportunity to pray for other women in our career. And she said, right now, I am praying for you. Oh, my God. Out of the blue, in the wow. middle of my walk, in the middle wow. of all the reasons why um, I was the wrong person at the wrong time. And God made a huge mistake by putting me in this place. And so then it was like, OK, then what if? Mm-hmm. What if God's big enough? Mm-hmm. And what if he wants to use my weakness for his glory? Yeah. And what if truly is Moses? He used Moses to speak yeah. and get people. Then what if what if God wants to use my voice? That's right. And, and my story. Yeah. And that's been the start of the unraveling of um, of this onion of mm-hmm. being transparent because I need to follow this all the way around to the roots so that mm-hmm. I can be the mother that my children need me to be. Mm-hmm. And I can help them lead them mm-hmm. and say, follow me, girls. Yeah. Like this is going to be a tough road. And I wish I wish I could pave the road for you and make it easy. And whatever amount of studying you'd got, you got the grade that represented it. But that's not going to be true. You're going to have to work the hardest in that classroom. Yeah. You're going to stay up late nights, studying, 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 and then walk away with a B. Mm-hmm. And that's going to have to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have to realize that grade doesn't define me, but who God says I am defines me. That's right. And just to see him show up in the gaps. He like does. I, he sh- he shows up in the gaps. I mean, and you know what's so funny though, Jules, is, I mean, your limp is is dyslexia. Um, my limp is something else. But isn't it universal? Because something you said just so resonated with me. Isn't it so universal that what Satan wants us to believe is that we're all frauds? Yes. I mean, he speaks the same thing to me. One of these days, Carmen, they're going to find out you're really not who you say you are. Or one of these days, Carmen, they're going to realize you're not as good as, you know, that this person's better. And I mean, he he wants us to believe and well, let me back up. Here's the great thing that I've learned about. This isn't a great thing, but here's the one great piece of wisdom that I've learned about Satan. His end game is to demoralize us. So he'll take the one thing that has a shred of truth to it. He's not going to try to convince us that we're drug addicts because you're never going to believe that lie. I'm never right. going to believe that I'm a drug addict, mm-hmm. but he's going to take something that has a shred of truth to it for you. It is 
I'm not smart enough or I struggle in this area or what is going to have something to do with with your dyslexia. For me, it's going to be in other areas. And man, he just sets about to confirm that thing and just tap, over tap, and over and over. Yes, to where you're slurping it up with a spoon. And then he demoralizes you, robs you of your joy. And then you're over rocking in a corner. And it's we never have, we never give, we rob ourselves of the opportunity to see God step in and fill in those gaps. Uh, and it's an active battle. You have is. got to be yeah. on the alert. That's right. Sally had a spelling bee. Mm-hmm. She made it to like, I don't know, state, whatever it is. I've yep. never had the luxury of being in a spelling bee, yep. but my daughter Sally did. And um, and so we made it a huge deal. We were went through the words. We studied like on the way to school, on the way back to school, because it was huge. Uh, so the spelling bee came up. It was during like a work schedule. So everyone in the Joy FM Georgia rescheduled their calendar to fit Sally so I could show up. Mm-hmm. I had the whole day cleared. We were going to celebrate we walk into the church, like into like the auditorium that was doing it, mm-hmm. and um, it was right in the middle of her grade, third grade spelling bee, and I realized I had gotten the time. Mm-hmm. And this was after months of us celebrating and us studying, me getting my whole coworkers to adjust their schedule for this, mm-hmm. um, and I like just went into like a total uh, meltdown, meltdown because I thought this is me, yeah, and my problems dyslexia disability whatever uh-huh. you want to is impacting my kids and I'm okay if it impacts me but when it impacts my children I sh- show them up at the wrong place at the wrong mm-hmm. time or I flip it and the inconvenience in them or but her to miss out on that mm-hmm. and so I was in hysterics I called my husband totally boohooing because I messed up I tried to talk to the librarian but those librarians were not messing around because I was like can you not like work around they're like no <laughs> yeah. it already started I'm like yeah. no but can you seriously like yeah, yeah you understand. and yeah. um but it turned out like it was an email that got sent into my junk folder. So it wasn't on me. But my husband was frantically looking through my computer at home saying like, OK, no, no, it's not your fault. Your fault. Yeah. But I don't care what he said. Like it was my you fault. Be- yeah. You yeah. believed it. it. I believed it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, but that was just a few months ago like that. Mm-hmm. And so like it can wreck me and it can wreck me hard. Um mm-hmm. But it's a battle, you know, and and Sally has such a great attitude. Like, it's okay, Mm -hmm. mom. Like, we had fun today, Mm. which I was, you know. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I know. And it's true. It's one thing when when it affects us. But when our our limp hurts our children, it's a whole whole other story. Okay. A couple more questions. This is so good, Jules. And this is why people, oh, this is why I wanted people to know your story. Because again, like I said, when I was driving over the skyway that day, hearing you read scripture, it's like this woman is reading from Ephesians (laughs) to over a million people and they have no idea what the struggle is for her to Mm -hmm. be able to do this. Um, So I'm proud of you. I'm super proud of you. Um, So when you get down, where do you, obviously, Jesus is is your all sufficiency. He's your well. But what do you do? Like for example, that morning that the Pompeo thing happened. Like what do you do? Because when the reason I ask this question is because whoever's listening right now, if they're down about something or if they're struggling, like give them some handles on what's the next right thing that they can do. Right uh, after I go into a total spiral, mm-hmm. how I get myself out of my spiral. Mm-hmm. I look back at the faithfulness of God in my life. When the world said, um, this is who you are, God said no. Mm. Um, I, I go back to the very beginning of um, learning disability classes, Mr. Renew, who believed in me. Mm. Um, I go back um, to Miss Sheely, who called on my behalf. 
I go back to University of Georgia and all my coworkers that got me into the College of Journalism. Um, and I see it wasn't ever me. It mm. was always God showing up mm-hmm. for me. Um, even down to my parents, because my parents have gone away above and beyond um, to get me where I need to be. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's nothing to do with my abilities. Like, I love it. My parents, every single morning, uh, listens to the news. Because mm-hmm. to them, this is their, I mean, it's their, their story. Yeah. yeah it's their, their baby. <laughs> it's their baby. It's their baby. And they put in the hours yeah. with me. I mean, think about that. We don't let this moment pass. Think about that. This is their daughter that they saw in kindergarten struggling. They didn't think I was going to graduate high school. Yes. They told they told my parents, just be happy if you get her through school, like get her through high school. Don't set the bar too high. This is their daughter reading the news on a a network radio station that covers three states. Mm -hmm. You're reading to over a million people. You're the news well and i remember that's god so i go so i go back um when i really started dreaming and thinking what if god could use me that was the two words that came to me and i really i was in government's class and a senior in high school and i Mm -hmm. thought what if yeah what if god wants something Mm -hmm. for me and what if god could use me Mm -hmm. and what if i can just start dreaming and i can trust that yeah um and i think back on those two words Mm -hmm. and those are like the ribbon throughout my life is what if Mm. um and and then i see there is that scripture that says where I am weak, he is strong. Mm-hmm. And how that limp always returns me back to God, mm-hmm. always brings me back to um, a, a sense of humility mm-hmm. that if um, you don't show up, God, I am going to crash and burn. Yeah. So I have got to have you. You've mm-hmm. got. So I know it brings me to a point of dependency that mm-hmm. I don't think I ever would have experienced mm-hmm. um, to, to do that. How would you encourage someone if someone's listening and they have dyslexia or a learning disability or their child? What's your encouragement for them? Face it head on. Mm. Face it head on. It's it's um, as parents, we want to think everything is rosy and everything's going to be easy. And I get that. I have two of my three have big diagnosed with dyslexia. Uh, we have them in um we call it bonus teacher because mm-hmm. I think it's how you spin it. Okay. So we don't call it tutoring because that seems like more work. So we call it bonus teacher and we so we try to make it fun. Uh, and we're always in it. Um, but don't give up and don't limit their dreams. Um, my parents are my biggest cheerleaders. And when I can't uh, see the, where I'm going to be going next, my parents are the ones that are cheering me on, my husband and you, Carmen. Mm. Um. And if you're dealing with dyslexia, I wish I could tell you the road's going to be easy, but it's not. I wish I could tell you that when you get out of schooling, uh, that things will be easier. It's not. But it doesn't define you. And I can see where how I see the world's a little bit different, and it's a good thing. And I can see where God uses that mm-hmm. in, in spinning it. So you're going to have to work hard. Mm. You're going to have to work harder than anybody else in your class, but don't give up. And it's worth it. It's worth it. And, and you're not working for that grade. You're working for the glory of God. And that, mm. that gets mm. you past the C's and the D's and the B's um, because that's you're not working for that A. Mm. I'm so proud of you. Wow. I am. I'm so proud of you. I mean, you're doing you're doing a fantastic job. And I think the, the scripture that we talked about even before we or were recording this before you ran Chick-fil-A. Um, just the word of your testimony. Mm-hmm. And I just, I really, this is, this, yours is a story that needs to be told. Um, and 
you know, one of the things that I'm glad that we're talking about this too, is that, you know, so many people deal or walking through cancer or walking through divorce, walking through, there's not a lot of stories, or at least that I've heard um, about this particular struggle. So thanks for being so open and so willing to share. And well, thanks for um, letting me because the temptation, like I said, is to cover it up, is to hide, is to fake it is to run fast enough so nobody sees it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that God wants to start using this mm-hmm. for his glory and so that I can lead my girls mm-hmm. and say God is God is a bigger than this. Mm. And so I appreciate uh, appreciate that and always push yes. me out of my comfort zone. Oh my You're goodness. like, hey girl with dyslexia, why don't you read for millions? <laughs> like, sure, Carmen, <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> I love it though. I love it. And your girls have a mom that they are they will be and are very, very proud of. So, good job, Mama. (laughs) Thanks, friend. (laughs) Man, I just really appreciate Jules' honesty and just her transparency with struggling with dyslexia. And if you know someone or you yourself struggle with dyslexia, we're going to put some resources in the show notes. And this is going to be a bit of a transition. We also have the link to the spray tan that David does for Jules in the show notes. Did I ever in a million years think that I would be putting links for dyslexia resources and home do-it-yourself spray tan in the same section of show notes? But that's Jules for you. I hope that you'll subscribe. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, would you be willing to give us a five-star review? That just helps more people find the podcast that may not be listeners to the Joy FM. Next week, we're going to be in Sherathon, so there won't be an episode. But when we come back the following week, you're going to hear Zach Williams. I hope you have a great day, and I'll see you in a couple weeks.